Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dum De Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the bouncy trampoline that is Royfield Brown, and with me are the knackered mattress on the bricks that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our Grundy's children's birthday surprise focus is you. Now, this week's Dum De Dum comes from Ruth Simpson. Well, thank you for that, Ruth. Now, Lucy. Um, did you mm. hear the rest of Ruth's call, apart from the Dumpty Dum? Ruth had a little moan. About mm. the music creeping back in and that she couldn't hear us last week. Ah, well, funny you should say that, right? Because everybody else did as well. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, no. Though I was completely and utterly taken to task by... She went off on one. Um, Who did? Shouted at me on Twitter. And it was all caps But doing what? Music. And then, as, as she was shouting at me... Somebody said, I love the music. So I messaged them back. <laughs> I messaged them back at the same just time. Just says to each other. And yes, I says, you, <laughs> you can't make everyone happy all of the time. And then she sent me an email. So thank you for your email, uh, Jane Dwyer. Um, you um, let me have it with both barrels. Uh, you said that you <laughs> gave up with old uh, Yokel Bear and the Shostakovich waltz, which was uh, put underneath him. But anyway, I will check my levels. It has to be said that when I edited the show, I was tr- I, I edited it in an awful rush because I was about to jump on a plane to come back to Blighty. So that's maybe the reason why I didn't 110% check my levels. But I will say it's just nice to mix things up a little. So will there be a bed on in of music on all of the shows? No. Will it happen every now and then? Absolutely. Should I check my levels more scrupulously? Absolutely. Uh, sometimes I don't because I edited that one in an airport before running on a plane. So I do apologise, <laughs> but, you know, at least I'm honest. Right. Uh, what's next, Lucy? Oh, I say something like, <laughs> if somebody would like to send in a dum-de-dum like Rue Simpson, Lucy, how can they do that? Uh, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or do a midnight stint in a chicken lap dancing club. Then call us on 0203031305. Do we know that's or, what it is? Le- I've decided that's what it is. Or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs shed code for sponsoring us. And to Derek for in the back bedroom. Uh, Derek is in a bad mood because he's had a row with Auntie Cardboard. He misheard her when she said she always got excited about a snap election. Ah... Uh... You're so topical. Well, well I was bloody I was bloody glad that happened today because I didn't have anything else. Well <laughs> 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 no, really not really. Mm. Well whatever. Well, it does make somewhat of a mockery the fixed term uh parliament. <laughs> if you can just call one whenever yeah, you want. When and, you feel like. Yeah, and you know that Parliament's just gonna rubber stamp it because you're only calling it because you think there's an electoral advantage. So, by definition, you're in the majority anyway. So, yeah, just saying. But you know, I, 
I was I'm bowled over by the brass neck and the Machiavellian genius of the woman. And I just say, you know what? Fair play to you, Teresa. Ram this down our throats and get away with it. Because the Labour <laughs> Party is crap. Yep, we've got nothing. <laughs> yep, we got now, folks. Uh, you know, for the first time in my adult life, and I have tweeted this, I might have to vote for the Lib Dems on this week's shock election uh, ramification show. We have calls from Dusty Substances, who's seeing rainbows. Sussex Shepherd, who's thinking about studs. Ooh, do you think about studs, Luce? No. All right. And Julie from Pickering, who thinks Pip needs a bang on the head. But first, before the caller in us, there's only three this week. There are. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I do. I you feel... are so jet lagged. You could do with no caller in us, no tweets, no nothing. You could do with having a little nap while I just rattle on by myself. I tell you what. Why don't and I'll I... wake you up. Wake I'll, you up when I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take my melatonin. That sounds right. familiar, doesn't it, Roy? I wake you up when I've finished. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just, just shout when you get to the end of your monologue and I'll rouse myself and then I'll, go, <laughs> I'll see how we get on from there. It's Lucy Freeman's week in Ambridge. Uh, we began the week knocking Justin and Brian's balls around on the golf course. In the clubhouse, Matt sent over a bottle of something unpleasant to Brian and Justin's table. Judging by Justin's reaction, it was either Toby's gin with its distinctive aroma of Lynx Africa, a urine sample, or even worse, Jacob's Creek. What was even more peculiar <laughs> was the accent of the waiter that bought the wine over. He sounded like Tattoo in Fantasy Island. Ziplane, boss, ziplane! Pip finished a triumphant week of magnificent cock-ups by breaking the tractor. Uh, she snapped its underwiring. I think maybe she got it caught in the spinny bit of the washing machine. I do that quite a lot. Tony took on the challenging role of the village heavy and went over to threaten Matt about Lillian. He went over, stood menacingly in front of Matt while Matt sat in his swimming trunk sipping a coffee and said, um, now, now, now you, 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 you get out of here. And Matt said, no. And Tony said, righto then. So that told him. Brookfield's <laughs> imploding. Even the bee colony has collapsed. Apparently they'd knocked through into the hive upstairs but hadn't used an RSJ. Kirsty's offered to come over and prop it up while they stick honey in the holes. Ed Grundy handled the threat to his manhood of his wife acting like an equal partner with his customary grace. Is it new? Is it different? Well, I don't like it then. She's done her first stint in the chicken factory. Not that pleasant a way of spending an evening, Neil said to Emma, snapping the rubber gloves on and fiddling around with a load of pimply skin. You must be relieved you're at the chicken factory. After the successful campaign of the protest group, people demanding to be allowed to be in teams that sports their rubbish at, Harrisman announced he was having an open audition for the cricket. An audition? I mean, I'm not sporty, but are they not called tryouts or trials or something? So everyone turned up for the audition in their leotards, doing their stretches and their vocal warm-ups. <laughs> Bannon decided she was going to go for a full toss before she did the soliloquy from Hamlet to Soft Shoe Shuffle and the first two verses of As Long As He Needs Me. Jolene was holding her own, said Kenton, which is a change as she's normally holding Kenton's to make sure he gets it in the lavatory bowl. Everybody was good at the cricket except Usha, who was a bit rubbish. Harassment said she gave it a good go for a girl, and even though she's not any good at throwing, <laughs> hitting and running about, she is good at hair, so she can be the cricket hairdresser. David was very cross with Sausage Boy after he put rude things about Brookers on the Bridge Farm website and told everyone at the NFU that David was a smelly old poo bag who didn't wash his hands and he'd given germs to all the cows. I'm a former chair, said David, but now I'm a coffee table. Oh, God, he's heading for the toy farm set again, isn't he? (laughs) Helen is going to have a really zippy but fun bohemian birthday this year as it's her first birthday of freedom. She's going to play bricks with the children, eat lamb and Johnny's coming. Woohoo! Aunt suddenly discovered relatives. Brilliant. Something a bit bewildering is going on with Alan. Usha wants him to go on holiday and he says he can't because he's too busy with God and the Jesus because of Easter eggs. And he's being so busy with God and the Jesus and the Easter eggs because he feels bad because he didn't stop Helen stabbing Rob with custard. Anyway, I think Usha should just take the hint. He just doesn't want to go away with Usha because whenever they go on holiday, she'll find an obscure local sport and demand to be on the team of it. There's no reason I can't play underwater hockey. I know I can't swim, but I demand to be on the team. 
Anyway, Matt and Lillian had a bit of a post-mortem about their own colony collapse that went so well, she galloped off. She burst into the Dower House while Justin was cataloguing his collection of carrier bags and went down on her knees before him. Justin thought his luck was in, but sadly, she just wanted to propose. And even more sadly, <laughs> he said yes. So ring out those bells, let's all buy hats, and then we can wear them when Lillian dumps Justin at the altar and sods off to Paraguay with Matt. The end. Oh, well done. I've awoke. Thank you for that, Lucy. Mm. I tell you, I was really taken last week with uh, old Tim Bentink. He was not happy when he lost it and yeah. charged round uh, to Brook. Uh, yeah, yeah, he that was um, yeah. some some angry acting of a superb superb nature. So, uh, also, what was nice about it? I don't know how they did it. Normally in the archers, you hear two people talking and then you hear a third person comes right up to the mic. So they're all standing a foot away from each other. And then they say, oh, hello, you two. As if the two people didn't see the first person coming until their noses were practically touching. But then he ran on. You could hear him sort of you could hear the energy and the movement of him moving very, very quickly towards them, which kind of added to that whole kind of the, the the real anger and the fury and the, the I just want to get over there and start shouting kind of thing. It was good. No, no, it, it was very good. I'm loving the whole kind of why is Matt there type of thing. Yes. <laughs> but the cheek of the man wearing all these posh things and staying at Gay Grable's with Lillian's money, you know, and right in front of her. He's just, he's absolutely just unstoppable. He's just got no conscience at all. Mm. He really hasn't. Well, he's added. He's added quite a lot to Ambridge this week, and yeah. um, I, for one, and just like every other Archers listener, I've just realised how much we have actually missed Matt. Yeah, but that bit with Tony was really funny. When, when Tat was Tony was sort of bristling with, you know, like there's people that say, "Well, you can't do that," and he says, you just, "And you just say." Well, I have, and they say, oh, but, but you can't though. And you say, "Well, I have," because it's sort of. And and when he oh when he came bustling up, and he said, "Do you want some cream tea?" And he said, "That's outrageous." Well, I'm going to have a cream tea with. And he said, "That's outrageous." And he said, "No, it isn't." Lots of people have cream teas. <laughs> it was just kind of ah, uh, it was just um, uh, I don't know. It was just really because it, the lovely thing about Matt is he does not play the village game. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't get excited about the Flower and Produce show. He thinks it's... Matt is us listening. Matt's got the same detached cynicism that we have as listeners and can see the, uh, you know, the lunacy in things. Um, and and he just sort of... He won't go on with the village conspiracy of we're all completely normal, <laughs> which is just lovely. <laughs> you know what, Luce? What? Should we see what the call winners think of last week's goings on? Okay then. Right. Hello, Ambridge three nine six two. We've got Dusty first. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. Hello, it's Dusty Substances here, the wrong sort of listener. Um, What a rainbow of emotions this week has produced. Uh, Like so many, I was very excited to hear Hello, Pusscat, um, but very disappointed not to hear um, Lillian actually giving him a Forkney one. What a wonderful episode that would have been. Um, A heartwarming session indeed. Um, Frustration this week by Pip's inability to actually confess about the bloody cows. How many more episodes must we put up with where she nearly tells them and then sort of they're not listening? Um, uh, Just just let's get it over with. Um, That would be heartwarming as well. Uh, Really worried. Um, At the time of speaking, it is the 10th of April and we've not had a peep about Lower Loxley's maypole arrangements. Now, 
uh, I've said this before, but you cannot conjure up a team of formation uh, moppets to dance around a maypole out of thin air. And I think the button girls should really be practising and uh, bossing other young people about even as we speak. Um, I'm finally delighted that Kirsty has shown an interest in the bees. Um, this is nice for Kirsty and it's fairly nice for Jill. I can imagine it's wonderful for the bees. But the great thing is that Jill can now officially give Josh the bum's rush. Um, so he has nothing to do with the bees at all. And, and really that, that would be quite enchanting so uh that's me this week absolutely run out with uh, my feelings on everything and uh i shall speak again soon love to everyone bye do not panic about the maypole dusty they'll get it up somehow <laughs> and 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 they'll be linda will direct something they'll be hopefully actually we've been spared it this year because nobody's mentioned any sodding may day celebrations or any may nonsense do you know what I can? I was thinking what Kirsty and the Bees seems to be a very um, there seems to be something n- nice about that. There seems to be a, an affinity between Kirsty and Bees. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's sort of their community thing. They're sort of kind of healthy. And I, she was going on about no, I, I haven't got anything. I haven't got anything to do myself. You know, I don't. I don't really have a career. I'm just folding towels and blah blah blah. And I suddenly thought, aha, maybe she's going to set up an artisan honey business. And I thought, how many more artisan businesses can one sodding village support? Really? So please tell me she's not going to start doing that. But I'm glad that she has got something else to think about. Mm. I like the idea of her doing the bees. And now we have. Sussex Shepherd. But wait a minute. Is there not some overarching, deep Greek um, meaning about Greek Greek mythological meaning about bees and well-being and and stuff? There must there must be some culture somewhere. Well, it's a it's a matriarchy because it's um a queen bee. Mm. Um, so that sort of goes along with Kirsty and female power and all that because she's quite into that. Mm. Uh, they're a community; they they can they work um, collaboratively, which she also likes. I don't know about um, I don't know about uh, it's in Greek mythology or anything. I know bees appeared quite. No, they did. Now, where did where did they used to pop up on carvings and things? They're a very British symbol, and they're used. They're, bees and honey and things are the reference to quite a lot in witchcraft, and they're also um, uh, in rural commu- some rural communities. When somebody dies, you go down the garden and tell the bees first. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, which famous French uh, general slash dictator stroke emperor um, had as his Napoleon. coat of arms? Well done. Uh, yeah, bees were were his symbol. Ah. Yeah, Lo- love a bit of Napoleon. Hmm. Very interesting character. Anyway, so uh, so we've done we've done bees. We like done. bees. Everybody yeah. likes a bit of honey, and yeah. uh, our ecosystem around food collapses without bees. And yeah. uh, we've given the bees a proper whacking, haven't we? In the last fifty years, Don't I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, hmm. Sussex Shepherd is she next now? He is, yeah. All right. Has he gone transgender? <laughs> <laughs> Very of the moment. Well done, sir. <laughs> Slash, madam. <laughs> Which toilet are you using? I tell it's such a controversy in the States. And not why? Because invariably you're going to go into a cubicle. Who cares? But yeah. anyway. Ugh. Anyway, I, I, I applaud you for having the strength to come out, Sussex Shepherd. And... Um, <laughs> No, I think it's a great thing, Luce. You know, we, we live in times where whatever sex, you, you know, you happen to be born in isn't the one you're consigned to for the rest of your life. So yeah. I applaud you, Sussex Shepherd. What's, he, what, what, what's he talking about, anyway? <laughs> I think you're slightly delirious. Yeah. This is what happens <laughs> when you've had three and a half hours sleep in the last week. Anyway. Good morning, Royfield, Lucy and fellow Dumpty Dummers. It's the Sussex Shepherd here. Having been listening over the last few episodes, I've got an idea crystallising in my head. 
It seems to me a bit of a coincidence that Matt Crawford has arrived and announced he's talking to Stud Farms, just at the same time that Alistair is trying to persuade Stud Farms to get involved with his practice. Now that we know that uh, Anisha has uh, been away for a while and there's no sign of her coming back, I'm wondering if she's going to suddenly need to pull out her cash and stay wherever she needs to go and use the cash for something else, leaving a big hole in the finances of uh, Alistair's practice. And it's a hole that Matt Crawford, with his flashing his cash again and his expensive suits and his contact in the uh, world of stud farms, might be able to fill. Of course, the two of them have history, and it makes me concerned that uh, Alistair is going to be in a position where he needs to find a new partner and the only person around with any cash is Matt Crawford. kind of hope this isn't the case, because uh, I'd fear for Alistair if that was uh, the case. But, um, yeah, I just wonder if that's where it's going. I mean, I really hope that Witherspoon's right and that uh, this is a, a flying visit just to give some closure to Lillian. But I, I do wonder if uh, if Matt might somehow end up being some form of partner or investor in, in uh, Alistair's practice. Anyway, that's it for now. Probably completely wrong, but you never know. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Yes. Now, this this is the best plot prediction we have had for a long time. Ever. Matt Crawford talking to stud farms, talking about stud farms. Mm. Uh, Anisha going to pull her money out. Um, Alistair looking for a partner. It, it means Matt hangs around. It's kind of a new and it's it sort of the stables will become more relevant in the village again because it hasn't been for a while. This is a brilliant plot prediction. Mm. I love it. I think this is extremely likely uh, to uh, I don't know if it's extremely likely to happen, but it's very convincing. And the last time Sussex Shepherd was on, somebody said Sussex Shepherd is far too um, uh, is far too uh, fluent and good a speaker not to be somebody in broadcast already. Yes. So fess up, Sussex Shepherd. Are you really from Sussex and are you really a shepherd? We need to know. Ha! And now we have Julie from Pickering. Hello, Royfield and Lucy. Julie from Pickering here. Well, Lillian, another twist in the will-she-won't-she saga. She's changed her mind so many times about marrying uh, Justin, and now she's finally asked him. Could that have something to do with the fact that she's just ripped up Matt's cheque and she's stony broke again? Who knows? I, I hope it does come good for Lillian, but I think there's a lot more in this story to play out. As for Pip, God, well, somebody plank that woman with a bit of two before if she doesn't confess up soon i reckon eddie will eddie will uh sorry ed will tell the uh david and ruth what what happened with the cows and i reckon that david and ruth should make a uh, pip pay uh work without salary withdraw all her wages to pay for the vet's fees and the compensation and everything else and that will very soon make Toby disappear. No money, no interest. So I reckon Pip will eventually end up splitting up with Toby, moving out of Rickyard and back into the family home because she'll have no money. OK, well, that's all I have to say on the matter, I think. I don't think Lillian's doing this for money. I really don't. I think she's... I hope she's not spite-marrying just to, just is a, that a thing to spice marriage and that's excellent where you where you it's like a rebound marriage isn't it it's just to say well you don't want me so here's somebody and this is this is how happy i am so no 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 i don't think she's sat daft i think she'd just rather be by herself if that was i don't know no um, she doesn't want to be by herself that's one thing we do know yeah whether she wants to be married to somebody is open for debate but she right. definitely can't be by herself and Julie has another cracking plot prediction. Stop paying Pip. And then when the, because um, it was, I think, I've forgotten who it was who said that um, Toby's nickname for, uh, Toby's affectionate uh, uh, sort of uh, love name for Pip is Santander. And um, once the income, <laughs> once the income stream dries up from Pip, Mm. Will will uh, Toby be making his excuses and, and backing away? Um, but but once again, oh no, we can't because that's Sundays. I was going to say again, we didn't hear. I wanted to hear 
the the what the bloody hell are you are you saying bit from David and um, Ruth when when she did finally confess, mm. we didn't hear what they said. She told us afterwards, and she said it was sort of hearsay. She said, "Well, that's what Dad yesterday." Uh, uh, do you think I'm incompetent? Because that's what you said yesterday. Blah blah blah. Um, but we didn't actually hear him saying it, and that that was really irritating. Again, that we sort of got got tuned out of a of a of a, of a call, and yet we listened to Usha and 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 uh, Alan planning a holiday they're not going to have for what seemed like several days. But anyway, there we go. Uh, you yes. know, I loved the whole Rob and Alan stuff last yeah. year. Yeah. I did think that I thought it was a really nice. It was really good that they reminded us of the toll this actually was taking on Alan. Mm. But it mm. did feel slightly tacked on and slightly kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. You yeah. Know. A similar, you know, he should have. We should have actually had him um, talking to Kirsty with what Kirsty's going through. Yeah, you know, and then there are various kind of other people in the village who have gone through trauma, and you'd think, you know, he'd be, you know, he should be with, he should have been with them at least, only just kind of in passing, you know, just oh, Alan's just been round, or he's, you know, I've or just spent for, you know, half an hour with Alan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyway. Um, I, what I really got from last week is just the fact that, you know, the village has widened up, hasn't it? We are actually yeah. getting Usha and Alan, not just Usha yeah. being rubbish at cricket and then Alan yeah. dealing with a sociopath. We're actually getting them as a couple and yeah. we are getting Ed and Emma as a yeah. couple. Yeah. You know, we are listening to Lillian yeah. and Justin truly as a couple and yeah. then her dealing, you know, with the uh, the fallout of all the Matt stuff. So, you know, I, I thought it was a lovely week in that regard that we actually were seeing the dynamics between yeah. couples. But I just think that Alan is kind of criminally underused considering actually what he does. And I'd never really thought about it until the whole Rob thing. You know that you do you 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 know you can actually get another side yeah. to him, another side to him, and another side to the psyche of people that have gone through trauma and grief, as opposed yeah. to him just saying, "And now it's the harvest festival," because that's yes. very very what he says, doesn't he? You know, and, and now we're going to sing the donkey exactly. Oh, oh do care? <laughs> and now we're going to sing him blah 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 blah, and then it cuts away, and that's all Alan basically does. I'm so sorry, fill in blank of whoever's husband has just died. That's sort of what yeah. yeah. Oh, and we've had an email from oh. your favourite lady, Vicky Cole. Uh, you know what? Did I, I did not stand up to attention with, uh, with the contents of this email. So, oh. It is rare that Kenya comes top of any leagues in a good way, so I am sending you this article and map. Vicky, am I going to have to shout at you as well? I've already shouted at Hinge Zandal last week. I shall now shout at you. What does the map say, Royfield? Kenya is the world's least toxic country. If you want clean air, avoid the Middle East and breathe well in Kenya. Ah! Yeah. I don't know if Kenya's actually first in this little uh, indices, but it's definitely up there. It's in terms of African Silicon Valley... Kenya is absolutely up there. And I know that Mozilla um, have uh, some some kind of outpost down there. And there's loads of kind of tech entrepreneurs in and around Nairobi. And I'm, I'm going to slightly stick my neck out and say it's in East Africa, it's got to be number one. And it could even be number one in Africa. But then you think South Africa must be pre- pretty advanced. But they do lots of micro payment stuff as well which really empower women and you can use use your phone to send money receive money etc um without having you know the full internet loads of ah. clever stuff done in kenya so i'm just saying vicky you could be first on that as well in old ha. kenya mm. well the other thing is she is coming to london on the 18th of 19th of September, and she wants to have a dumpty dum lunch or tea. She's so just shall... ta- she's just talking around the whole thing. She just wants to hang out with me, doesn't she? Do you think uh... this is all just just a bit of a ruse? 
No. Um, she said, oh. we are also doing a trans... We, note, we are also doing a trans-Canadian train trip in July if you are there then, Royfield. Love to you both. <laughs> so that means I can get to meet her twice? Yes. Right. You're just going to follow her around the world. So you'll be in London when she's in aye, London. Aye, aye, You'll be on... <laughs> You'll be on, she'll settle down in her plane seat and then you'll be, hello, Vicky, and you'll be sitting <laughs> restaurant. It's me, Royfield. <laughs> well, I was just thinking, you know, kind of like middle of September is an ideal time for me to go and see the kids in Toronto. Just saying. Yes. Hmm. And meet Vicky's husband, mm-hmm. who is probably a massive rugby player the size of a gorilla. So knew you were going to say that. Yep. Whatevs. Right. Smash your teeth in. Is it time for us to fill? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Or shall we just go straight to an ad break? Let's do an ad break. I. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me... I well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday Fifteen, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years, and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, If your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? and you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died. And the owner says, oh, I can never 
have another one and then in a couple of months time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um we've seen people's marriages break down new romances start it's a lovely way to start your morning it never fails to give me something something nice to think about something interesting to think about even if it's not nice and having a dog is a sort of a a universality really the people aren't all like me as I hope you'll realize over the course of the series Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete, but they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it's not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Good day, everyone. In 2009, on the 7th of February in Marysville in Northern Victoria, there was a devastating bushfire that uh, actually burnt down about 90% of the town and 45 people died. It was absolutely devastating for the community there. And I've been there this weekend because I've been trying to get my trekking uh, strength back up and uh, did a few of the uh, bushwalks around there. And that's where I've been listening to the arches. And I have to say it was incredibly serene and uh, very beautiful. And Marysville's done an amazing job trying to regenerate the town. And they've certainly got a big push on for the tourism. But it was amongst all that beautiful rainforest that I listened to Saturdays uh, where, the, uh, where Pip finally admitted what had happened. We have been on a very big uh, Facebook journey this week because we started with predictions for the Matt Crawford storyline. And Robert Dwyer Joyce said, Matt was lucky Lillian used her left hook. If she had used her right, all the years of training by by lifting double gin and tonics in heavy cut crystal tumblers, her right arm must be like Popeye's by now. Of course, she will restart her relationship with Matt behind Justin's back. She loves the excitement. Peter Mabbott suggested he's been living in a yurt in a commune for dispossessed artist characters, along with Kathy, Jamie and all the other missing regulars, plotting the overthrow of Ambridge. 
and the show's eventual conversion into the Crawfords, an everyday story of dodgy dealings. Uh, much more in that vein, but of course uh, we now know what is happening there. Uh, we wondered whether Kirsty was going to take over the mantle of Bee Whisperer, and Janice Pope said possibly as a hobby, but she will need to feel a sense of permanency and some sort of land ownership to take over Jill's role. And Gillian Holmes says it will make her realise what we've known for ages, that she should have kept in touch with her green spirit instead of all the Bridezilla and Health Club faffing. Love that word, faffing. Uh, more about Kirsty on our Facebook page if you would like to join in. We also uh, was encouraging Pip, so this was earlier in the week, just to tell her parents what had happened and not to keep, uh, keep, keep the information from them. Tom Ibbotson said, not sure where they are going with this storyline, but it's getting boring now. It just doesn't seem to have any reality behind it. Pip would have told David and Ruth straight away, and where were David and Ruth when the cows got out? Francis Coney says, I think Friday might be the day. I just hope we get to hear it, unlike Lillian punching Matt in the face. Francesca, you are very, very clever. Uh, we also have um, a line about Usha who was saying, you started this, so you need to finish it. And I just wanted to tell you what Jeremy Shaw said. Jeremy said, Usha hasn't exactly promoted women's causes by behaving like a spoiled child. And I so agree. That whole storyline really annoyed me. And I'm, if, if the whole point was to get us to see that Susan could play cricket, it was just a very roundabout way to do it. Uh, we asked who's going to be buying a new frock for the big day then. Uh, uh, Dave Tilling said underwoods are wringing their hands and oiling the till slides. What a brilliant way to describe that. And But Becky Black said by the time Miranda is done taking Justin to the cleaners, she'll be buying all the frocks. And Martin Van Den Heuvel said, I'm buying a new suit in case Charlie comes to the wedding. <laughs> Isn't that gorgeous? And then, of course, at the end of the week, we said Pip told the truth, finally. And Denise Tomlinson, Tomlinson said, if this doesn't explode for the full 12 and a half minutes on Sunday, I may have to riot in the streets. And Gillian Ford said she's with her. Kate Woods, a perfect illustration of whiny Pip. Wish she and Toby would pack up the gin still and move to Brighton. And Ruby Nation said, written on Pip's gravestone, I was waiting for the right moment. Uh, Sally Newey said, like putting an egg in a microwave, wish there had been an episode today. So it was really, really busy again on Facebook. We are getting more and more people getting involved, and I absolutely love that. We've had seven new people join us this week. We're up to 1,600 likes, or oh, 1,559, I should say. Uh, pretty busy. We'd love you to come join us. We love that you're, it's getting so active, uh, and it makes both Yoko Bear and I really happy that you want to join us. So hopefully we will see you on there this week or next week. But until I speak to you again, hooroo. Thank you, Millie Bell. Um, as always, that was uh, quite... Thank you, Millie Bell. Illuminating. That's the word I was searching for. Um, right, now, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm losing... I was going to say will the to will live. to live, but no, that'd be slightly an exaggeration. Um, my eyelids are coming and crashing down. So can, can we I, just speed can, I, can I just tell mm-hmm. tell people at home what's going on? So far on the recording of this podcast, Royfield has seriously announced that he's had about three and a half hours sleep in the last week <laughs> because of his jet lag. He now cannot sleep at all. And Royfield's mother has come in demanding that he takes her to A&E because she thinks she's having a heart attack. And he said... <laughs> Don't faint until I've finished the podcast. So if I'm sounding slightly anxious, people, this is why. Okay? <laughs> right. Tweet of the week. Well, to, to, to be accurate, I says, don't die before I've finished the podcast. Um, it's not, um, I'm not ready to be an orphan just yet. Yes. Mm. Uh, Sarah Brown was talking about Lillian's proposal to, to uh, Justin and said, I so wish we'd heard Lillian struggling to get up again. <laughs> I love the, the sounds of the, the knees like pistol shots going off. Going, oh, oh, just give me a, give me a hand up. Um, Anna Kenyon. I don't know which bit she was talking about, but this just made me laugh. It was in block capitals. Christ on a quad bike. This is boring. Hashtag the archers, she said. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a feeling it was the Usha and uh, Usha and Alan. Where should we go on holiday? Story. Uh, Colin Heinink 
said after a busy day, there is nothing more relaxing than putting your feet up to tales of bovine infection. Very nice. <laughs> um, there she rides, said. That's Alan and Harrison in the same room. If Dr. Locke arrives, we'll need subtitles to tell them apart. And <laughs> Read of the Week is the real Marmaduke who was talking about um, Harrison's alleged sexism uh, as captain of the cricket team. Wait till Usha finds out about the swimsuit round in Miss Ambridge Cricket 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Fallon's a shoo-in for that, anyway. Mm. So there we go. Oh, there's some, some quick tweets this week. Mm. Do you think, right... It's that... slightly worried about your mother having, going a Oh, she'd be all right. <laughs> Lumine hypochondriac she is. Now... Harrison and these these open nets or whatever the heck he called them, right? Just yeah. just going back, that was just he wanted everyone to see how rubbish Usha was, yes. didn't he? Yeah, right. But okay, yeah. But Susan, what a star! Yes, who knew she was that good? Uh, yeah, well, you know, it was on the radio, so we don't know if she was that good. Well. <laughs> But the whole conceit is that this whole thing is made up, Lucy. <laughs> I love the fact, again, that we were talking about Jolene without her saying anything. As the scene opened, everyone just went, hey, well done, Jolene. Oh, she was great, wasn't she? Yes, wasn't she good? Yes, you go off, love, and I'll catch up with you later. I thought, oh, just, if the person's not there, just stop talking about them. It's ridiculous. Ugh. Right. I think you're right. But it is a way of just reminding us that various characters actually do exist. We're talking about characters which have just kind of disappeared. When are they actually going to consign Kathy to the dustbin of, of, of Archer's history? Well, just to the dustbin, really. Um, I don't, well, That's she got harsh. Another, she, got, she got another mention, didn't she, no, the other day? But, yeah, oh, you know what? She did. You're absolutely because right, they she said, did. Because cursed, somebody reported her to... Cap, Cap, Somebody reported Kirsty to Justin's. Miranda reported Kirsty's behaviour to Kathy, mm. uh, and and she said, "Yes, well, um, you know, Kathy gave me a Kathy gave me a big ticking off sort of thing." And we, I just thought, "Oh, just stop it! We know she's gone. Just say something about you know to have a move or something." But they might bring Jamie back, I suppose. Well, that's actually where I was going with this, because he actually was an interesting character. And you'd imagine him being great pals with, with Johnny. You yeah. know, similar age, you know, but, you know, neither of them have a silver spoon, were born with a silver spoon yeah. in their mouth, etc., etc. They'd have loads in common. I want Jamie Burke's back. A lot more, you might think, than Johnny and Freddie. Exactly. Exactly. Let's start a petition. <laughs> Jamie Perks, we want we want you back. And also, he's got a stake in the bull. He's you know he's got his inheritance. Ah, uh, well, that's when he'll come back then. Yeah, yeah. But where, there's a co- will, where there's a will, there's an archer's plot line. That's the <laughs> true. Okay, that dumdydum dot com. Go there, folks. Um, it's awesome. Uh, Cosmo is doing stuff on there. Uh, Dumdy Dogs and Mogs and all manner of Dumdy Dum related Archer's goodness. So go there. Um, it's also got Tractor. And Tractor is the map of the world. And everybody knows how much I love a map where you can go pin yourself to it and you can discover which Dumdy Dum mer uh, lives close to you. And then maybe you can kind yeah. of hook up. <laughs> maybe you can hook up in a platonic way or even if you want to take things further and if you don't have partners I'm not, don't people hooking up if you've got partners well if you're in an open relationship well, then i suppose you could hook up but both sets of people need to have open relationships because then that would be terrible. I, th- I think i think we're taking i don't think we've got a purview over people's <laughs> marriages well i just want people to be happy and if your happiness means that you 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 can be in an open relationship and tell your partner that maybe you know that's will keep you happy and your partner's happy with that well then that's fine but tractor isn't really a sexual like thing 
It's fundamentally somewhere where you can go on and just hang out and meet other dum de dum listeners. Please now, be aware the success of your marriage may go up as well as down. <laughs> well done. Now, um, Maps, folks, I have got a stupid amount of people to thank about all the maps <laughs> that are sending me. <laughs> and I keep on flitting between let's do this next week and then I'll just get it all done and then <laughs> saying, no, I need to break. And then it's just growing exponentially. So, right, I'm going to talk about this next week but there was a stunning map uh which i got so my map of the week was sent to dumdy dum as opposed to at royfield by leslie g so you're lucky i even saw it leslie and it's that posh history woman that lucy worldsy yes the one who can't stay her alls exactly the one with the slight lisp slight hmm. speech impediment she was tucking into a cake Guess what old empire was printed on the top of the cake which she was tucking into, Lucy? Take a guess. Are you dreaming again? No, no. I'm looking. An empire was on top of a cake? Yeah, on the icing. On a map? Yeah, it's a map. It's um, one of my favourite empires. The Ottoman of old. Empire. Oh, that is such a good guess. And actually, I'm going to say props to you, Lucy. Ego, props, yo. Because. This empire famously turned the Turks back at the gates of Vienna, the Habsburg Empire. So that's you know when you said only the... you would have a favourite empire. I oh. bet you've got. I bet you've got like a sliding <laughs> scale of in reverse order by oh. top ten empires. Oh. But you know what the Habsburg? It's listen. The Habsburg is a lovely one. Everyone can get beyond the Habsburg Empire. It's because... not a biscuit, though, is it? No, that is, that's all the Italian stuff. That's all the Gary Baldies and the Bourbons and whatever. No, 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 no. So the Habsburgs, they fundamentally created their empire through marriage. Based on Austria, the Habsburgs, literally, whenever they went into battle, they seemed to lose every battle, every war uh, they fought, apart from when they turned back the Turks twice at the gates of Vienna. I think the last time was about 1688 or something or another, and they saved, in inverted commas, uh, Western Christendom when they defeated the Turks there. And the Turks were obviously the Ottoman Empire. But they created this polyglot empire um, based on modern-day Austria, but also has Hungary, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia, northern Italy, Transylvania in Romania, etc., etc., all through dynastic acquisition through marriage, primarily. And also southern Poland as well. So um, the Habsburg Empire collapsed after the First World War. But it was the an empire which, you know, there were so many different languages spoken. And it was kind of there in the middle of Europe. And um, the, last, um, the last heir to the throne of the Austro-Hungarian Empire, Habsburg Empire, only died about 10 years ago. And one of our Canadian listeners wrote a lovely, lovely, lovely um, article about him, Dr. Otto von Hasberg, who was in the European Parliament. So thank you for that, Leslie G. That is my map of the week. Awesome. Right, Lucy. Yes. There are a couple of ways people can help keep our little show on the road, you know. Are there? <laughs> there are. Well, there, are. Me. there are. And and I am definitely that definitely isn't one of them buggering me. Anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know some some kind of person <laughs> <I'm ready. laughs> um, next week and I have been saying this for a couple of weeks but I think you can figure out folks I've been somewhat jet lagged and um, incapacitated somewhat Where to do all my own work yeah that's the one yeah. that's the one I am going to do a roll call of everyone who has um, donated in the last couple of months uh, for next week's show. Well, next Some... week's going to be a riveting show. It's just going to be a load of bloody maps and a load of people's names, and then that'll be it. Um, hello, hello. Those people who have names, Lucy, help keep the podcast wheels a-turning. Not don't... the maps that don't. No, but that just adds to the sense of community. Do you okay. not know how this whole thing works? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I turn up, <laughs> chat away, and then I go away again. That's as far as my interest goes. Well, um, we have had quite a few little 
quite a few donations. And um, somebody on the Twitters did say, how about we do a roll call of those donators actually on the website? And I did respond and say, that is the most excellent idea. Yes, so Cos Cosmo, too sweet, mate. Get it, get it sorted. Come on, chop, chop. He's quick off the mark, Cosmo. Uh, He's uh, been he, nagging me for well, days to uh, get well, the script. I'll tell you <laughs> what, Luce. Nothing like an OAP for just like having too much bloody time on their hands and just getting in your face. It's because he's always in airport lounges, that's why. <laughs> very true, very true. If you would like to help keep our little podcast on the road, folks, you can donate by hitting the donate button on our website or you can go to patreon.com and uh, sign up for, I think it's $2 a show. Uh, so every time you have a show, you pay $2. And quite a few people do that. And that's lovely of them. Uh, remember to get in contact with us. You can send us a voice message by SpeakPipe on our website. Or you can call us on 0203-031-3105. And that does work internationally. So if you're in uh, Ulaanbaatar uh, looking at all the Velociraptor fossils, you can call us on that and just put a plus four four in front and take off the first zero. It works. Now... On social media, you can find us where we are, at Dum -de Dum. me, Royfield, I'm at Royfield, and it's quite similar, that's R-O-I-F-I-E-L-D, Lucy is... Not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> are you joking me? you joking me? Uh, but, well, I, there's no point, I don't... Yeah, just leave it like that. Oh, bloody Nora. Right, um... Harriet is at Sandbridges. She is. Right. Uh, on Facebook. So wait a minute. You're not on Twitter. You're not on Facebook. Do you actually really exist? I probably exist more by not being on those things. Hmm. Interesting. I don't tweet, therefore I am. Exactly. Right. I'm too busy doing things to tell everybody about them. Gosh. That's giving me pause for thought. Yeah. Facebook, folks, go there, type in dumdydum.com. There's a humming noise in the background on your phone. Have you got your appliance in or something? No, you know what it is. It's the motor on my laptop. Oh, well, it was your mum's um, pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, go At least to, it's still going, poor woman. She's been blue in the face by now. Go to Facebook, folks, and uh, type in Dumpty Dum, and um, go and commune with other Dumpty Dum fans because that's just like a nice thing to do. If you believe in social media and like fifty percent of the hosting duo that is Dumpty Dum that doesn't believe <laughs> in <laughs> in these things at all, hmm. That's really taking the air out of my balloon. Why? Because it's giving me pause for thought. But why though? Why it's not a big thing, is it? Well, no, because I do quite often think, how the hell do people have time to do stuff, to write articles, create, and actually to tweet, successfully tweet? Not like me, I'm purely a, ooh, ah, oh, ooh, I should just do this. You know, people actually spend a lot of time tweeting responding to tweets etc and you are right it can be an echo chamber i'm not even can be i'd say 80 percent of it is because you know if i look at my timeline no one ever no one voted for brexit no yeah. one's no one ever votes tory you yeah. know everybody is pro diversity and inclusion etc etc yeah you know and you do, you do at times say, well, wait on a minute. When, when the crashing reality of injustice, um, oppression and just the shittiness that is the decision that was made by 52% of my fellow citizens kind of hit you, you do kind of wonder what planet you're living on. Mm. Yeah. So I do hear you. Hence, I was saying it's giving me pause for thought. But also it's just... There's a kind of a formula to it now. Mm. There's a there's a smugness. There's a real unpleasant thing of when somebody goes on a dating website mm. and and you know they're a bit thick or they're a bit right wing or they're a bit whatever. Some smart ass will then 
say, oh, look at him. He sounds hilarious or whatever and put the person up there, you know, and tweet about it. And I think that's horrible. That's some, somebody's done that because it's the best they could do. And it's just Twitter's just so smug. And you think just get just stop trying to make yourself feel better by by sniggering at people that that can't. And you there's this very formulaic thing where you say something, you 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 say something that's a lighthearted joke. And it happened to me the last time I tweeted, which is what made me think, oh, I'm going to pack this in. You say something that's a lighthearted joke. Somebody is like willfully gets the wrong end of the stick and comes roaring back with, ah, but what about the people that can't? Blah, 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 blah. And you think, well, I wasn't talking about them, was I? That wasn't what I was saying. So how is this relevant? And then somebody canters in on your behalf and you think, you've just made this into a thing now. It's not, you know, oh, but and you can't kind of then say, oh, forget it. Sorry, I'll just, I'll just go off because that's, you know, you can, there are some people, and I know there are a lot of journalists and presenters and people who just use Twitter on broadcast. They just talk about, this is my book, buy my book. This is my column, read my column, this is my, blah, but they don't engage at all. Mm. And a lot of the female standups that I know say, just don't ever read your apps ever. Never, ever, ever look at that column because um, you miss the good stuff. Yes, but you will also miss the um, the unpleasant people. Um, but I think that's not what Twitter's for. Twitter's supposed to be about engagement. But now we've lost that. You can't even engage properly anymore mm. because it's just um, it's just people attention seeking. And, uh, but, you know, I don't know. Don't like it. Anyway, you probably filed all your correspondence while I was ranting on about that. No, I did do a bit of clicking about and stuff, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but I did basically follow what. Right, you would saying. you do a bit of clicking about when you're having sex? I'm fairly sure you're still checking some social media account. It's funny you should say that, you know, Lucy. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a conversation for off mic, folks. Uh, oh, good Lord. But anyway, to have. Let me make that clear. <laughs> but no, there is the. I don't really massively engage on on Twitter. When I first joined it in what? Two, I actually joined in 2009, but didn't really understand it. And then two years later, when I sold my business, um, I then kind of understood it in terms of the articles I was writing, because I did a whole year writing some writing articles and working for a publication, etc. I kind of got it, but I did engage. But I, I struggle to understand, as I said before, really how people manage to not not just tweet, as you said, this is the book that I have out, this is the article, because that, in effect, that's how I use it. Here's a podcast I've just done, here's a tweet for it. And then if somebody says something uh, about that, then, you know, I'll answer. But I don't really follow what um, a lot of other people are doing, even people who I follow, in inverted commas, and then kind of engage with them, because I've got stuff to do. Yeah. And then when and then on the odd occasion when you do see something kind of blow up, um, it does. I'm always surprised as to, as to how angry people get. I, yeah. I, I always am. And but generally all the kind of real trolling stuff seems to have re- really passed me by. Uh, but. I, I don't know. I don't, there have been a couple of times when I've actually said to myself, hmm, I'm going to I'm going to come off this. But instead of me coming off it, I just forget about it. Yeah. You know, because it has helped me, not massively, but it has helped me in the work that I do. You know, I have um, contacted uh, people who have kind of either come on shows um, through it. And I don't just mean dum de dum I mean the other stuff that I do, etc. And I know we're talking about Twitter, but through LinkedIn, I have had a little bit of work through that, etc. So... Um, I suppose it is just kind of understanding um, which bits of social media really work for you, but also which bits of social media it's worth you really um, immersing yourself in so you don't go down kind of blind alleys and get upset and and, and stuff. But, yeah. 
interesting as always freeman you give me pause for thought and uh, whilst i uh, go back to bed now uh, the last thing i will think about will be you and your wonderful brain and 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 how you constantly surprise me not only with your comic wit but with your intellectual dexterity and also with your aversion to social media goodbye lucy goodbye hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There we go, we're done. Go and go and re- restart your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.